Our reading from John 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, He came only as a witness to the light. (coughs) The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. (coughs) Excuse me. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Has anyone uh, ever met anybody famous? Anyone got any famous relatives? I mean, that's that's always makes life a little bit interesting. Anyone met anybody famous in the flesh? Oh, Peter Ustinov. Peter Ustinov. You're related to Peter Ustinov. I'm not related to him. Oh, you've met him. I was going to say this is a this is a new. So you've met. Sorry, I misheard you. No, that's right. No, no, I did then caveat. No, no, I didn't caveat. No, I expanded. Oh, you've met Peter Ustinov. And how how did you meet Peter Ustinov? It was at. The This Is Your Life programme <coughs> by Father's Cousin. Oh, right. So you're... Who was an actor by the name of Dennis Quilly. Oh, so you have got a famous relative. Well, if he, if he's, famous if, if, he, if he did This Is Your Life, I'm, I'm t- I'll take that as famous. I, am, I, I was on my way to uh, the Olympics in 2012 and I met um, somebody on the train who introduced, she said, oh, well, my, my husband is an Olympic champion. So I thought, oh, that's great, I'll, I'll shake his hand. And, uh, and uh, I was sharing her seat at the time because it was a bit of a squish. And uh, 
She said, and, and some of you won't know who this is, but to me it was very exciting. Uh, she said, yes, that, that's Dick Fosbury. Uh, and yeah, so there's some knowing glances. And then she said, he did the high jump. And I thought, oh, I got that from the name. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Fosbury flop is the way you go over the high jump going backwards. He was the first man who did that. Uh, he invented the Fosbury flop, the way of doing the high jump, and he was an uh, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, and so I, I, I shook his hand, and then we all got to the Olympics and uh, enjoyed the athletics. Um, it was, actually. It, it, they, they used to do a scissor jump, and they used to land in sand and wood chips. It does sound very painful, so I'm, I'm, sure, they, I'm sure they were glad when the mats invited. But meeting somebody in the flesh... It's very different, isn't it, from meeting somebody on screen or, or just watching a film. And even if we go to a live performance of something, we don't meet the stage performers, the actors uh, and actresses on stage, but it's different seeing somebody in the flesh than just seeing them on screen or TV. And with AI, we may not know the difference so much anymore. Uh, that's a different talk for a different time. But one of the things that we want to find out when we meet somebody in the flesh is are they the same in real life as they appear on the TV? Mostly, we want the answer to be yes, depending on the person, but mostly we want the answer to be yes. We don't like it when people are different in the flesh from what they uh, seem like uh, on the TV. Um, the saying goes that you should never meet your heroes because there is the risk of disappointment. If you meet your hero in the flesh and they're not quite what you expect, they don't live up to it, it can be disappointing. But Christmas Day is a day to celebrate. And as we experience the joy of both receiving and giving the gifts, we think about the gift of Jesus. Over the past month in this church, we have been thinking about different gifts that come from God. But today we will think particularly of the gift of presence. See what I did there? The gift of his presence. There we go. We've got one that says the gift of his presence. Jesus born as a human baby, just as babies are born all the time. But of course, Jesus is no ordinary baby. In the birth of Jesus, there is the ushering in of a new era of the presence of God with us. It is the era of meeting God in the flesh. As the words that we heard from Matthew's Gospel at the opening of our service, Joseph was told Jesus was Emmanuel, and Emmanuel means God with us. Just as it is different meeting famous people in the flesh, this was a new experience of God as he lived with and amongst his people. Jesus is God rubbing shoulders with ordinary humanity like you and me. In Jesus, we literally see God moving into the neighbourhood. And we read those wonderful words from John's Gospel in his prologue, pointing to Jesus and his birth in a unique way in comparison with the other Gospels. John's opening verses tell us nothing of mangers, angels, shepherds, magi or trips to and hurried trips away from Bethlehem. John is not so much focused about how this baby was born, 
but he focuses entirely on telling us who this baby is and why he came. He uses metaphorical language to tell us this baby is the word of God, the word made flesh, the true light, the one through whom the world was created. And he says it clearly, the word was God. This baby was God. As we sang in O Come All Ye Faithful, our opening carol, God of God, light of light, word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. This baby is God. That truth is both the miracle and the mystery of Christmas. The baby born in Bethlehem is God. When we look at Jesus, look at what his life was like, look at what he was like, we look at God. God whom the Bible describes as the one true God, the Almighty, the Holy One, maker of heaven and earth, born as a baby, needing to be fed, nurtured, comforted and have his nappy changed like any other baby. But he was never not being God either. This baby is humanity meeting God in the flesh. But John doesn't just tell us who that baby is, but why he came. And in verse 17 we read, For the law was given through Moses, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Moses is the chap, the prophet in the Old Testament, who was given the Ten Commandments. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. <coughs> if his birth was a new era of the presence of God, it was also a new way for humanity to reach out to God. Centuries before Jesus was born, God had given humanity that set of laws for how he wanted his people to live and how they should relate to him. Observing this law was the one and only option for humanity to relate to God. Keeping the law was the only way for people to breach the gulf between God's holiness and perfection and their own failings and flaws. In contrast, as John tells us, with Jesus came grace. Not that our failings and flaws no longer mattered, or that the gap between God's perfection and our imperfection had got any narrower, but grace that bridging that gap became a gift to receive, rather than a set of laws to observe. The burden of the law is lifted because Jesus carried the burden for us when he went to the cross. In Jesus is truth and grace. We can now relate to God through Jesus. He fulfilled the law on our behalf, which in reality we could never have done anyway. But he fulfilled that law. He came in flesh that we might receive God's gift. God's gift of grace upon grace something we receive, but something entirely undeserved. So we've learned 
from John who the baby is and why he came, why he came. But we also have to ask, well, so what? We can accept, perhaps, that Jesus was God and that he came in human flesh. And that today we mark that gift of grace. But that isn't just a historical event. What we celebrate today is his presence today. Here, now, God with us. Emmanuel. Because Jesus truly is the gift that keeps on giving. His presence is not limited to the time that he walked the earth until his death on the cross. He did not stay dead. He rose from death to life and ascended to glory in the heavenly realms with the promise that his presence, first manifest in flesh at his birth, remains with us through the Holy Spirit. After he had risen from the dead, Jesus promised, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That promise of his presence with us, never to forsake us, still holds true today. The message of Christmas and the message of the Christian faith is that Jesus is God's gift, his greatest gift. He came at a specific point in history centuries ago. And for those who accept him, he gives the promise of eternal life that we can look forward to. But it isn't just a past event and a future hope. He is God's gift for the here and now. God's gift is the joy of knowing Jesus' presence in the present. See what I did? The one true God with whom we can have real relationship. The Christian faith is about relationship. Those who place their trust and faith in Jesus enjoy not just the assurance of sins forgiven and the promise of eternity, but we enjoy Jesus. His presence in the present. Through all that life brings, he promises to be with us, to never forsake us. This Christmas, let us embrace him and who he is, the gift of his presence in the flesh. Wasn't just for those like Mary and Joseph or the shepherds and the Magi, or those who, like his disciples, later in life actually saw him. The gift of his presence is for all who join, all who join worshipping those who saw him then, worshipping this baby who is God today. The gift of his presence, like for those who have gone before us in the centuries since Bethlehem, place their trust and faith in him, as the gift of the King of Kings, as Emmanuel, God with us. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you that you loved the world so much that you sent your Son that his sacrifice was not confined to Calvary, but he sacrificed the glory of heaven to be born 
as a human baby. <coughs> to be born to ordinary parents in an ordinary town. To work an ordinary job and live amongst ordinary people. But we thank you that you are not just a past event or a future hope, but you are a present reality. We thank you that through Jesus we can enjoy real relationship with you, God our Father, loving us, showing us mercy and compassion, giving us peace and comfort and strength for all that life holds, filling our hearts with joy as we rejoice in the reality of who you are. Lord, give us hearts that are ready to receive you in all, all that you are. Help us to have hearts that are prepared and open to all that you would call us to be, to follow you wherever you would lead, and to share that joy with those who have not yet heard of you and not yet experienced the joy of knowing Jesus. And we pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen.